0: Success in creating AI would be the biggest event in human history. Unfortunately, it might also be the last, unless we learn how to avoid the risks.
1: You are listening to Raw and Nerdy.
2: Hey everybody, welcome back. We are back with uh, episode 11. This is the new year. Happy new year everybody. You guys are going to be hearing this on New Year's Day. Hopefully the ones that are actually listening on New Year's Day. If not, hope you had a great New Year's. Another special occasion today. We are recording on Mr. Archon's birthday. So ready, oh, one, two, three, happy birthday to to you. <laughs> you. All right, I don't want to torture right. him too much. Yeah, that's enough We need that.
1: to stop there so we don't get copyrighted.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, sure that's on his public domain. Our, our boy is back. You missed him on the last episode because he was sick, but we have Rook is with me like always. We're what attached to the always, hip, always. it seems. And Mr. Archon is back. Woo-hoo. We are recording on his birthday, and he is. I'm not going to say his age. I'll be nice. Yeah, don't even do it. Um, but yeah, you guys. are
0: celebrating my, the 10th anniversary of my 30th birthday.
2: He joined the Cool Kids Club. <laughs> Rook's right behind him. Yeah, yeah, another seven months, sir. Yep. Yeah, like I said, right behind you. So <laughs> I, I got you, man. Yeah, Rook's the youngest of the group, by a little bit. I am by far the oldest. So we got an interesting show today, guys. One of the big things we're going to be talking about is like we've promised is we're going to be talking about AI. We've got the positives and the negatives of AI and our opinions of it, which are strictly our opinions, by the way. Uh, I have, I'm educated in the world of computers, so is Rook, and Archon has a good knowledge of it too, so we should have a really good discussion. But first, we have, what, two weeks, a week and a half of... uh, Ground to cover and what we did. And it wasn't yeah. much. Oh, yeah. Roughly.
0: To speak for yourself. There was there was there was a lot of a lot of nerding out and gaming out
2: There world. really, really was. In fact, we've been gaming out in a particular thing, the all three of us together, in fact, that uh, we're gonna have to do at least at least one full episode of it here really soon. Oh yeah. Yep. Um how was your guys' Christmas for one? I already know, but I want the, our audience to know.
1: Well, I didn't travel back to see any family, so I pretty much stayed here and chilled and played games.
2: Yeah, Archon not Archon, but Rook came over to my place Christmas Day, hung out, he made a great ham, we had some cornbread I made some mashed taters, but my dad wasn't feeling too well, so we decided to go back to his place, and we spent the entire day playing a particular game and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Archon what about you, man?
0: I spent a lot of time with family, um we bought, me and my wife bought our kids a one of those infinity tables, which is super sweet. Our I'm youngest, not jealous. You're jealous. Our youngest is two, and he he is obsessed with it. Like, he loves playing the matching games on it, and puzzles, and and hungry, hungry hippos, and all kind of, like, <laughs> he, he's obsessed with it. He loves it. Every minute of every day, he wants to be playing it, so we have to try and monitor him, but... Yeah. You're training and, him uh, young. I approve. Yes, training. And then uh, I personally got the one thing that I really wanted, which was an Anbernic RG505, which is an emulation device that looks a lot like a Switch, but it's got like 22,500 games on it, ranging everywhere from like Nintendo to Neo Geo to Sega, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, PlayStation 2 even got some wii games on it
2: nintendo 64 yeah when I he told me he the- got that i was really concerned i was not going to see him again
0: oh no 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 that's that's it's for down times when i'm not near my computer which happens quite a bit
2: and right before the episode we were uh, discussing hotel rooms we're getting ready for WonderCon, guys it's coming up WonderCon! yep mm-hmm. we're super yeah. excited and um we really whoa, hope to see whoa, some of you guys so there excited You know what, I'm going (laughs) to slap you. You don't be on the show anymore.
0: (laughs) If if, if you're going to be there, let us know, because we'd love to meet you guys and and, and, and
2: interact. Yeah, we would like to do like a lunch or a dinner with some of the the crew for Raw, you know? See everybody, hang out. Even if you're just in the area, around LA area, just let us know. Yeah, if
1: you're in the LA area or let's just go Southern California area... We could easily just meet up and have a dinner and get to meet y'all. Works great because... uh, Have a night of nerddom. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh Maybe pick a spot that has like arcade games or something like that. We could have a blast. All right, guys. So how was your week?
1: Uh, My week was... Well, my week and a half.
2: Yeah, (laughs) or, or two weeks, something like that.
1: I did a lot of Starfield playing more uh knocked out a lot of exploration. And the times that Widget came over, we played Baldur's Gate three. We started up a new character combo. Uh I went we're level four currently.
2: Almost five. No. No, you hit five, five. And my warrior You're, hit five. I'm still like nine XP away from hitting five. That
1: is that is just so weird. We all of these current characters created at the same time and we all hit level five. There's, the warriors hit level five faster than the casters.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it biasing his casters in the
1: game? It must. But I, I'm running a, since I'm level five, I'm running a Battlemaster fighter. We're just running a Valor Bard. It's an interesting combo because we have two fighters and we dish out as much damage as possible with our healer trying to keep up with no tank.
2: <laughs> and my heals are absolutely terrible, but they're good in a pinch. Mhm. And I just they, sitting here buffing sense. everybody. I my goal is to make sure the warriors do as much damage as possible. Mhm. And then you know throw a couple spells here and there, which is nice. And I now don't. that we got five on the warriors, the damage is going to be way way better.
1: We did uh, try doing uh, I aggroed us into a fight because that's just the way I'm playing this character. Which time? And uh, this is the end of dark. Where we almost succeeded in winning with one person still standing.
2: Oh my goodness, yes. And we had not rested. We had no... It was the end of the night, the last time we played. And mm-hmm. um, I think we're going to play again more tomorrow, but... Oh yeah. Definitely. But <laughs> it was the end of the night. We were in the Underdark. We I didn't have any spells left. All my spell slots were taken. I was, we had another big fight with that stupid armored dude before. And mm-hmm. we didn't rest in a while. And then... He picks a fight. I kept warning him, like, I'm pretty sure we're going to get in a fight down here. <laughs> and he, every time Rook gets into a, any kind of conversation that even has the option to a fight, oh, he yeah, gets I into fight. it.
1: <laughs> I fight.
2: Plus of that is is that we have gotten so much fighting in that we're almost level five, and we just started the Underdark. Mm-hmm. We're way ahead of the curve on that end.
1: Yeah, but uh, so I... I, I... Well, I didn't know the option I selected would actually start a fight. I said, "Your business and your own." I'm leaving, and it started a fight. <laughs> so everybody barely keep, keeping people alive, getting people up. I'm throwing potions at people, pe- uh, all that. The uh, Shadowheart runs out of heals
2: um, pretty quick.
1: Pretty quick because we're dropping them pretty fast. And then we get down to where my character is the last guy alive, and there's one guy left. Mm-hmm. He had four... I got up to where he was, and I did my multi-attack, and I'm dual fighting, so my bonus action is another strike with my offhand weapon. So, I hit the first two. Four hit points left. I missed the last hit. The guy turns around, shoots me twice, misses. His third one hits me and kills me. Because I was down to one hit point. Not to
2: mention that before that, you had him down almost dead prior to that, and he multi-shot you and missed every single shot. Mm -hmm. We couldn't believe it. I thought, oh my (laughs) god, is he going to pull this out?
1: That is one issue I have with Baldur's Gate 3, though, is um, they don't have some of the classes I want to run. Like, uh, I do want to play a I can't remember what my character's build is in the other game. But there's a, a book out there that gives another class, and sadly, they don't have that in the game. But they, I, the, the way they do the armor early in the game is hard to get a high enough AC to really, really survive. But it makes the game so much fun. It's more of a challenge than it is for the game I play on Saturdays. Because the game I'm playing on Saturdays, we're heroic level characters. They're, we're rolling... Our stats are rolled... Uh, 46, keep highest 3. It's uh, more challenging when you're playing on a game where you actually place your points on a yeah. point by system but i i love it uh, and me and widget pulled we went through the goblin camp really quick um, pulled all the groups.
2: <laughs> I was thinking, let's go get Helson first. We have a, a druid on our back uh, with us, and we can take the whole camp out that way. No, no, no. Rick's like, nope, <laughs> we're just doing it. We He runs in and just starts slaughtering everything.
1: Well, let's let's be right. We did not attack the outside camp at that time. we, no, we did not. actually went through the doors and killed everything inside.
2: And the reason we, is we tried attacking the outside camp once. Uh, yeah, we got owned. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out too well for us. <laughs> but the funny thing
1: is, is... So we went in, took out the first True Soul, we went, uh, got Hel- uh, Helsing, no, actually we took out two True Souls before we got Helsing, and took out the third True Soul when we got Helsing. Uh,
2: we took Helsing. out the Witch Doctor, obviously the she's the very first one in there, mm-hmm. we took her out, and then we took out the uh, Night Elf.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we went and got the Druid. And we actually set up right this time, instead of all of us being over by a druid, we actually split the party up in that area to where we actually had all the ground covered, so it didn't work out as well as the computer was hoping it would. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was just um, a ponage. That was a slaughter fest.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the, then we left. Then later, we came back. We were like, what else can we do? We've taken out all of the enemies up north. Oh, wait, we still have the guys in the courtyard for the goblins. So... We teleported in first time, got owned because uh, we didn't long rest before it. So we had to...
2: We, we and he teleported in before me. He's was like, holy crap, get here, get here, get here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we uh, then we actually went into camp, long rested, went back in, and we both teleported at the exact same time. And then, again, it was just another Slaughterfest.
2: <laughs> just to be clear, we're playing on his PS5. We are our couch duoing it on split mm-hmm. screen.
1: Yeah, it's... It's entertaining. I, uh, I'm glad they did a split screen like that because that's honestly some of the ways I enjoyed playing video games is couch co-op.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite things they do, which is really clever, is that you can go and listen to the mm-hmm. other player. Like It's the same if you're playing like on PC and two different PCs. You can go listen, but when we do listen command, it does the full screen.
1: Mm-hmm. They actually did it really, really well on that split screen. Now, it does get a little complicated Confusing when you have both players going and talking to two different people because one player will override the other player's conversations and then you have to read. But, uh, yeah, enough about Baldur's Gate 3 because I love that game.
2: Yeah, we can talk um, about that a bit longer. We will eventually put a episode in there once we get our comp playing a little more.
1: Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, downloaded uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I haven't played that since uh, the Elsewhere r- release. I forgot how much fun that game is. And, and ladies and gentlemen, how...
2: that is the game that all three of us have been playing. Mm-hmm. And actually,
1: is... oh, and yeah. we, two days ago, we spent the day. Two days ago from our recording date, we act. Uh, we actually sat down and just
2: ran like five or six dungeons back to back to back. The three of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah Archon I hit level healing really fast. <laughs> you know, since this is a part of all of our week, we should all be a part of this. It was really just all of us. This is Archon's first time playing ESL. So he's getting a fresh perspective on it. I haven't played it since they had just released the Warden. So it's been a long time. I didn't see the Necromancer. I didn't see the Arcanist, which is what Archon's playing. Mm -hmm. I built a Necromancer. I already have four level 50s that are champion rank 360-something. But... All their points have been reset because I I guess they changed so much in it. They changed Mm -hmm. the champion system and all that. I'm leaving them there. I'm just going to use them as crafting dummies, and that's it. So I'm playing like a fresh game almost with my Necromancer.
1: I actually uh, started playing, Yes, so um, when it released on, uh, I actually pre-ordered that one, I think, for uh, the Xbox 360 when it came out. Um, So I played it for a while, forgot I had the membership running for so many years. Um, Then 2019 comes around, I go overseas as a contractor, and me and a co-worker there there got me into playing it, so I started playing it again, and re-upped my um, subscription, and then jump into the game days ago and realized I have seventy-eight that or what was it? No, seventy-six thousand crowns from the crown store because of all the subscription constantly running and never being
2: used. Ladies and gentlemen, that's like having five hundred dollars <laughs> worth of crowns. Mm-hmm. Or three hundred, something like that.
1: Yeah, something like, like that. <laughs> so uh but yeah, um it was fun. I'm running a Warden now on this character. I have a level 40 Dragonite and a level 30-something Dragonite, but I also have a Sorcerer that I'm using as nothing but a Crafter. So I get a lot of my gear, and I throw it into the bank, and she just breaks it down, getting all of the crafting stuff.
2: So tell me a little bit about your character. How are you building your Warden? So my Warden, I've gone with the Animal Companion
1: build. Um, I'm using only bows. I do have a backup build. I got to figure out what skills I want to set up for on the uh, dual weapons. But uh, primarily, I- I'm loving the animal companion build. It's mm, a lot of AOE, and it also has a bear uh, that's a good companion. A- the bear doesn't tank as well as I wish it would, but I'm not expecting too much from ESO on that regard.
2: No, nah, you shouldn't.
1: But... Uh, it's just I have, a pet. yeah, it's just a pet. I have maxed out, uh, not maxed out, but I have been putting most of my uh, stats into magic and stamina because I, with my bow, I burn through stamina, but with all my skills for Animal Companion, I'm burning through my magic like crazy. So that's how I got him built. And he's actually really fun to play.
2: But you, Archon.
0: Uh, I mean, like they mentioned, I, I have been playing a lot of ESO. Uh, I finally decided to give it a shot. I've never played it before until a few days ago. And, you know, uh, Widget's been talking about it, saying, I'd play that with you, I'd play that with you. So finally we're like, all right, let's do it. And uh, he bought it for me on Steam for my birthday. And I've just been having an absolute blast with it. I've been <laughs> playing the Arcanist. Um, I've been specking everything out, putting all my points into like for being
2: street. a new player, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you really quick. For being a new player, from my observation, from my playing like for years in the past, he's a pretty beastly dang healer for being a new <laughs> player in the game. I mean, he's he's really good.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not new to the MMO genre or well, healing. Yeah, I know, but still, like, the way
2: ESO is plays is a little bit different than your standard MMO.
0: I've been specking out, like, honestly, I've been specking out most, like, I have almost everything unlocked in my damage tree, and then everything that's viable in my healing tree as an arcanist and i use a restoration staff but like it's nuts i I mean i'm i'm going in there just just (coughs) annihilating things and just like throwing a couple heals here and there when i need
2: to or you know yeah you might have to rethink that a little bit though once we go into veteran modes and stuff like that
0: yeah once we go into veteran modes, i mean obviously i'll be doing more healing and less damage but like i don't I got it down pretty good. I mean, especially running with Rook, because he likes to take a lot of damage, so he, <laughs> he likes to keep me on my toes, so I have to... Uh, I'm sorry, dug- I grow everything
1: with my DPS. <laughs> I,
0: I've ran a lot of... Uh, I've ran a lot of... I ran, well, I'd say like five or six dungeons before I grouped with them and nobody had ever died ever on my watch and the (laughs) first time I ran with Rook he's like hey watch this and just got (laughs) him but that I do not take credit for that death because I was chasing him trying to heal him and he kept (laughs) running away from me and I'm like dude he's like I died I was like yeah if you would have stayed near me (laughs) uh, I'm sorry I'm not a stationary character but he has not died since then (laughs) Not with me, at least. So uh,
2: yeah. my character I, got all worked up when he saw his death. Ooh, corpse.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I play a necromancer, and yeah. I'm doing it in a very unique way. From what I understand, is I'm doing a dual wield Spellslinger build, mm-hmm. which that's an interesting build. It is, and it actually works <laughs> really well. Nice. And I did set up my secondary build for um, a spell staff. I'm using a frost staff right now for more single target. Makes sense. And and also give me that range option. Because I'm in there with my two swords, I have to be up close and personal. And all my spells are based for being up close and personal. So it it works together. Mm -hmm. I've been working a lot on the new scrying system. Mm -hmm. It's something I did not see previously in ESL. And from my research, everyone says that it's kind of a big deal because a lot of the best furniture stuff you can get in the game, as well as some of the actual best character gear you can get in the game, is from the uh, scrying and the excavation but it is slow to level up
0: yeah i haven't played with that much yet like i I want to i just haven't got there yet like i'm i'm a firm believer in mmos really get good once everything unlocks and that's usually not until you get to level like max level which in this game is 50 so i'm trying to get to 50 kind of not as quick as possible i'm trying to enjoy the journey along the way but i'm also trying to get there before i start like Spending hours and hours and hours and hours in crafting because as we've gone over on these shows before, I am a crafting junkie. So, like, once I get started, like, I'm going to get... And unlike a lot of MMOs i
2: played, crafting is extremely viable in ESO and in-game.
0: Yeah, so I'm going... I will get into... Like, I've been getting into my my tailoring and stuff. I think my tailoring is almost level 20 now. But, like, I haven't messed with scrying yet.
2: I've made a lot of good gold from scrying. And the only things I found so far, because I just unlocked the ability to find blue items, is I got mm-hmm. some tattoo stuff. Other than that, it's just been stuff I sell. But yeah, I'm getting there. So we're going to probably have a full episode on ESO, probably coming up either next episode or one after. We'll, we'll, we'll decide as we go. But what was the rest of your week like, Rook? Uh,
1: watch some anime, mostly full medical alchemist, because that's one of my roommates was watching. Um, started watching Ahsoka I actually kind of like it I just haven't had the time to actually finish the series so I gotta get back into that and then me and Widget have been talking about uh, finding more people to run a bi-weekly or so actual D&D, in-person D&D campaign so if any of our listeners live live in Southern California or the Lancaster LA area let us know because we will uh, talk to you about playing D&D
2: uh, what about you, Archon?
0: Well, I'd definitely be down for D&D, but I can't do it in person. That's a long commute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could do it. But, um, yeah, my week pretty much consisted of, you know, playing ESO. I mean, I spent a lot of time in ESO. I have played with my Amber Nick a little bit. Um been playing just random games. Most of the time I'm going through and adding things to my favorites library so I can access them <laughs> a little quicker. <laughs> That's been, like, a lot of time I've spent. Um, I, yeah, really getting into ESO. I see a theme here. I'm almost addicted to it. Like, hmm. I play it whenever I can. Other than that, I've been working yesterday. I got hit hard at work and was, just had an awful, awful, awful long day. Um... But, I mean, that's that's pretty much well, been my weekend. You work Nerdim- for a
2: company where this time of year is your worst time of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, today, for my birthday, we're going to, like, an arcade here in town and doing, like, oh, that's cool. pizza and cake and arcade. So, that'll be kind of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't... I've been in this place one time for about five minutes, but I haven't like got to spend any time there, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. They got some of the like good old school arcade games like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom and Area Fifty One and stuff like that. And nice. I'm looking, forward to looking forward to it. So
2: I was looking at uh, flights to go hang out with Archon during his his birthday today, but he happened to have a birthday at the worst travel time of the year and the most expensive. Fortunately, I could not do it this year.
0: That's okay. Uh, I'll be seeing you in a couple months for your birthday, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right before it. Yep. Uh, My week was just like them. Um, Brooke already covered pretty much most of my couple weeks. (laughs) The only thing I did really different was I installed a Netgear Nighthawk mesh system in my house. And I'm an IT specialist, so it's up my alley. But still, it was a nightmare because we have two different smart rooms in the house. The other one was really easy. It was through Alexa. It literally took two minutes, and everything was up and running. My room is all through Google and GE. And it took an hour to reprogram everything because they did not want to connect to the new network because Google Home is retarded for that. So I'm probably going to switch to Alexa, make my room Alexa-based, but... The Mesh system is fantastic. I'm getting solid internet now. I have a, a, a satellite for the Mesh system in my room on my desk, and it has an Ethernet port, so I have that plugged into my computer. So I am getting near max internet, which is fantastic. Nice. Before, I was getting about 50% through the Wi-Fi. I started watching Rebel Moon Part 1 on Netflix. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. So I gave it a shot, and I got about 45 minutes into it before I fell asleep.
0: Yeah, I have not heard great things about it. I've I heard a lot of people hype it up, but then when it came out I've heard a lot of people say that they were kinda of let down by it. So
2: It was also after I took um Benadryl allergy, so <laughs> it was I was chemically yeah, induced coma. Alright, I'll be honest, I haven't looked that up. What's it about? It's a it's not Star Wars. But it's it's, not, so. it's kind of like a cross between star star wars and I want to say um dune
1: oh it's that one okay there's uh, a quote from the creator saying this is what star wars should really be
2: yeah and it it so far mm but I honestly I'm only four or five minutes into it so I don't i can't give my full assessment yet I'm gonna finish it probably restart it in the near future and finish it mm-hmm um, the creator is out on Hulu, and I did see this in the theaters, and I want to say a couple things quickly about it. The visuals are stunning in that movie, but the story is a complete cop-out <laughs> and not really worth your time. However, the little kid who plays in that movie is the only thing worth watching that movie for, other than the visuals. Way too adorable, but it was so full of tropes, It was, it was pathetic, to be honest. And the story was kind of way too predictable and droll but other than that if you want to look at something that's visually beautiful then that's a definitely good movie to watch anyway guys we got our ai discussion we're more than halfway through the episode and we're getting into our main topic there are a lot of science fiction movies about ai and nearly every single one of them paints it in a bad picture
1: yeah but then you play video well no not really because the computers on in star trek are all ai and they don't go psycho that often
2: so I said nearly that's true they don't not that often there's a few instances per season <laughs>
1: depending upon depending upon what series you're watching because obviously season three of discovery was all about a AI going haywall
2: <laughs> if you uh, don't know what AI means you shouldn't be listening to this show I'm just kidding no it's artificial okay. intelligence and the world is becoming a lot more integrated into it it's becoming a a reality for the first time and since it became an idea years and years and years ago and it's actually starting to become nearly true ai i don't think we'll ever get to the point of it being true ai where it's they're self-learning but to a limit right now
1: yeah um i saw a news article about how chat chat gt chat gpt is a and predictive ai Mm -hmm. and uh, I watched a YouTube video from a guy called The Eagle Lawyer and he actually was showing about a court case where uh, an attorney for one side of this argument used Chat GPT to write his argument and it created fake cases <laughs> to justify certain aspects of the thing. And I saw something else in the news about a more political-based situation where the person used chat GPT and it created fake cases. So, there are some downsides
0: to AI. Oh,
2: there are some big downsides. Um, We're going to get into that too.
0: I was just going to say, like, a lot of the whole deep faking and stuff like that, using AI is just getting incredible nowadays. Like, it's really hard to tell the difference with a lot of deep fakes, and that's That's causing a lot of problems and stuff with, like, a lot of, like, celebrities and things like that, and, like, I've even seen people like use AI to deep fake songs to where like they can I've seen what, what was it um gosh, it was they made a song sang by Elvis Presley that's like a new song that sounds exactly like Elvis Presley just sang it and it's like that's scary that they can do that because if mm-hmm. you can fake things that well then how easy is it going to be to get away with things, you know? And that
2: That that, is definitely the biggest negative concern at the moment.
0: That and, um,
1: actually that's the second biggest, one of the top two biggest, let me me put it that way, because, uh, the creativity aspect of authors and, uh, Which that ties into the same thing,
2: ties right into that.
1: So, and, and that's, uh, we didn't talk about it a lot but that's what the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild was all up in arms about was the use of AI in creating scripts and doing
2: deep fakes for character uh, actors and whatnot. Well, yeah, that's their image. They they get paid mm-hmm. based on their image and anyway. So I kind of put in a breakdown of the key points of the positives and the negatives of AI. There's two different camps in this. Um, there are things that AI could actually improve. Society and humanity with. And some of the big ones, like, for instance, manufacturing, which this is also going to be a big drawback because it does mean a lot less jobs. Um, AI powered robots, you know, working with humans to perform different tasks, including, but not limited to, assembly and stacking, predict- predictive analyst sensors help keep equipment running seamless. And then you go into healthcare. With the integration of AI, doctors can predict diseases quickly and accurately, more so than before, but there is downsides to that because AI is not flawless.
0: I mean that that is useful. That is super useful. Well, I just I've seen so many movies throughout my life that just make me scared of AI. Well, that's yeah, a a solid point is that
2: we're integrated into that that fear because of the media, because of TV, movies. And there are no. actual positives to it.
1: There's positives to it, but that fear is also not a unbased fear, because... No, definitely not. Right. We're starting to see what AI can do, and the, the dangers of it. Um, but the manufacturing, AI-powered robots have been a thing for several years already. They're rudimentary I mean, AI, but...
0: Movies... Very rudimentary, Movies yeah. might be movies. I mean, yeah, they're movies, but they... They have some basis to them, and they are they they, mm-hmm. they make good points. Like after watching Jurassic Park, you don't want to go try and recreate dinosaurs because you see what could happen if you did. Mm-hmm. Just like like what's that movie with Will Smith? Uh, I robot. I robot. <laughs> when you start making them self-thinking and you teach them, you know, do what's right. And then they start thinking on their own, what is right? And then they start thinking, oh, all of what's going on is wrong. So we need to fix it. And mm-hmm. they're robots. They're strong. Like
2: Again, that goes into the heavy out. science fiction, but we're nowhere near true AI like that yet.
0: Not completely, no. But it's it's getting closer, faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Like, our advances in AI over the last, like, 20 yes. years compared to the last 100 years are insane like it's just leaps and bounds just keeps getting better and better and better exponentially and pretty I soon we will be statement. to the, I want to put your statement
1: quote a little quote. bit differently
0: AI over the past year
1: mm-hmm. versus yeah. the past 20 years because
0: it's, yeah it's it's just it's exponentially growing and yeah. pretty like I said pretty soon before we know it There will be self-thinking AI.
2: One of the biggest... They're
0: pretty close to it already.
2: One of the Mm -hmm. biggest um, hurdles for ever achieving true AI is processing power. And as technology increases, that potential becomes more, but we're still pretty far away from having that capability.
1: My fear is uh, with things like ChatGPT... um, Deep fake stuff, the artist artistic works of AI. We're gonna lose our creativity if we keep using it
2: that much. Keeping with the um, positive side of it, we keep it going to the negative.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: With its ability to, it has the ability to analyze a lot of data, far more than the human brain or standard computers can do. It identifies patterns, provide accurate predictions, especially like for things like weather prediction. Uh, disaster prediction, things of that nature that could be very, very beneficial to humanity. It can play a vital role helping to achieve... Um, never mind, I'm not going to go there because I don't even know what that is. AI can help improve access to education, healthcare, clean water. It can also aid in the fight against climate change, poverty, and hunger in different ways. It's not a, a an end-all, but...
0: Yeah, there are definitely benefits to it, obviously. I, I see the benefits to it. It's just... I think we got to be careful when we're doing it and making sure. See, there's always anytime any type of new technology comes out, there's a human. What do I want to say? Something about humanity says, how can we make this into a weapon? Always. It always happens. And this, the more good things that we can get out of AI, the better. But when they start trying to weaponize it, that's when it becomes a problem and and, um, and when i say weaponize it i don't only i don't only mean military i mean like what they're doing to actors by like mm-hmm. fakes and things like that that that's a form of weaponizing it to to blackmail people do things like that like there's always that flip side of the coin where everyone wants to try and use it for bad and that's the part i'm worried about with
2: there's also the well, argument of using it for good in defense but yeah, that's usually so the out.
0: argument. The, the, the more
1: not military usage of uh, as a weapon, but using it as a weapon against the sag and the riders and stuff like that, that's more of a. Somebody thinks it's good because of it gives them more money and it's cheaper. But I actually do agree it can provi- play a vital role in helping to achieve sustainable development goals that's what that stands for by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> in your notes
2: yeah, uh, i knew it. it I just completely blinked on it
1: <laughs> but it, it it can help with that but at the same time rely on a uh, my my fear is people rely on ai too much for that and humans will stop thinking about that uh way stop their critical thinking to figure it out themselves as well
2: that's a fear of mine. Well, that's kind of what I put in the, uh, yeah. in the negative side of AI as well is the education. And it's been becoming a big concern in schools as of right now. Students using AI to predictive... Chat GPT? Yeah, mm-hmm. predictive text their, their assignments. I mean, obviously there are points where teachers know enough right now where, yeah, this is faked. Mm-hmm. Student did not do this. And, and they're getting zero marks on it, which they should. And they should even get punishments for doing such things. It's cheating. It's basically cheating. It is. My biggest drawback is not so much the military side of it, but the job displacement.
0: That too. That can be
2: a very, very big deal. um, More so than military concerns, because when you start taking away all the jobs, which is a big concern back in the 70s and 80s when computers started taking over. Mm -hmm. It did. It it did uh, limit a lot of jobs. Manufacturing completely changed. And there went like 30 to 40% of the workforce back in the 70s and 80s. It had to change. We're going to have to evolve with it, but yeah, it's going to have a vast effect on on the jobs in the world.
1: Yeah, they already have AI controlling some tractors for farmers. They'll just do everything it needs to do. The farmer just sits there and watches it, make sure it does it.
2: I'm in IT, like I've told you guys many times before, and I'm a specialist. Really? So... One of the things that we've been seeing a lot is I do a lot of different um, like conferences with different vendors and with their new stuff. And AI has been the number one topic all last year of what they're doing to integrate it to make IT job easier. And my, I'm actually worried about my job in the next five years. The only thing that AI cannot do as of right now is fix the hardware. But everything on the software side is getting a lot more predictive and... I'm actually worried about my job.
1: Go take classes on AI so you can learn how to repair AI when it messes up. Right. There you go. Because we all know software is software. AI will end up having bugs in the software just like any other system. So there's going to have to be somebody that goes out there and fix it. The The problem with AI, it's going to end up taking all your general labor jobs. And all that's going to be left is highly skilled labor where you can't send a robot to do stuff like creating. uh you can use uh, ai to create ai code but then that's a whole other story uh but no like that's underwater yeah, that <laughs> is scary uh, underwater <laughs> welding and stuff like that working on an aircraft like i do uh i can't have a robot do that
2: sometimes you never know with robotics and the advances of robotics it's a possibility
1: I don't yeah, think true. there's certain okay. jobs. I don't think they will take away from the human element because it, there's already authority.
0: like robotic surgeries that are way more precise than a human hand could ever do and way more safe. Like that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's like you got people who go to school for half their life to be doctors and there's AI that can replace them tomorrow. It, it's nuts.
2: Another huge uh, risk is I also do cybersecurity a lot. And everyone in cybersecurity is super worried about AI for the per, the potential of hacking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was I was gonna mention that when you said about your job and stuff. Well, you know, just focus more on cybersecurity because that's probably gonna be needed more with AI. Because
2: yeah, I'm working on a on two cybersecurity certifications right now. That <laughs> so I can be prepared. The problem is is is
0: as smart as the human as a human can be we're never going to be as smart as a computer so if they get the AI working properly how is a person gonna stop them from the big cyber-
2: concern in- is quantum computing because that's becoming a yeah. big thing right now and the processing power is there mind you mm-hmm. those things are incredibly expensive and only very uh, money rich companies like that can even really experiment with that right now but quantum computing is becoming a, an actual thing and there are several quantum computers out there that are mind-blowing it's uh, it's a disturbing thought
1: when you actually deep dive into all of the ramifications of ai everybody right now on tiktok and everything's all about hey look i can this draws me really well as an anime character it's like yeah but now think about
2: how that could be used for identity theft very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are as a society. We're already ingrained with, especially with social media. We are attached almost at the hip to technology. Mm-hmm. AI can you be used to completely ruin people and most mm-hmm. everyone out there? Because I, I personally don't like social media, but I still have some, mostly for the shows and stuff like that, and to keep up with my family. But other than that, I don't like it because my my personal security concerns, but. And I like the one-on-one time, like I'm talking to my two best friends right here, but we are doing it online. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. But the scary thing is, is a year from now, two years from now, we could be sitting here in in you know Discord, in our you know with our video, our our uh, webcams on, and I won't know if that's really you sitting there or not. Mm-hmm. Because the AI technology is so good nowadays, it could be you. It could be somebody impersonating you.
2: I don't think we're at that level yet, but we're getting there.
0: They're it's at the level really close.
1: They're at the level of AI technology right now. They can take old photos and make it look like it's a person moving around from that old photo. So yeah, I'm talking about like sing. yeah, it's crazy. And it, so <laughs> that technology exists, and that is really really scary. I like the idea of AI as Halo does it or as a bunch of other sci-fi does it, but at the same time, there's that inherent risk of AI being on the negative side of things instead
2: of the positive side.
0: Especially when you start messing around with AI creating AI.
2: I think there has to be a lot of international restrictions in place regarding AI. Mm -hmm. A lot, Mm -hmm. and that has to happen soon.
1: It does because otherwise again, the dark web's going to get some of your information. You just find one photo of you and then deep fake everything.
2: But it's like and, everything and else. Again, huh? Like you can put
0: all the res- you can put all the restrictions and stuff you wanted on it, but there's always going to be somebody who doesn't oh, yeah. care about them restrictions. Look at the black market. Mm-hmm. Ends up creating a whole iRobot world, and then we
2: drugs, all- firearms. I'm not. I we we hate going political on this, so I'm not going to avoid that part. But when you got drugs and firearm restrictions and things like that you can take away from that from people but someone else is going to use it illegally
0: and that's the <laughs>
1: yeah uh, scary. that is a scary thing but uh, like prohibition in the 20s people went behind the government's back and started moonshine distilleries to and and bootleggers to bypass those restrictions so people will just ignore them if they don't like them
2: oh yeah right. uh, that's obviously but there still needs to be some kind of restrictions for development mm-hmm. or use the, internationally the funny,
0: the funny thing is is all those movies you watch that scare you like iRobot for instance there was restrictions in place but <laughs> somebody built something outside of those restrictions
2: it's a real possibility uh, uh, there's no doubt about it I'm still under the fence that we're not near that high-risk point yet. I think we're probably 10 to 20 years away from that point. But still, in order to avoid that high-risk, something has got to happen now.
1: I, I like the idea more in the lines of AI as Star Trek uses it, where it is intelligent enough to help run a ship and completely control a ship. You still have your intelligent people on the ship, accessing the data and only asking the computer to help extrapolate information if they can't figure it out or if they need it in a hurry so i like that idea of ai but um as it's going right now the cybersecurity aspect is my
2: biggest concern yeah i'm, I'm worried about the jobs but i'm also I, I i definitely see the positives so let's go into this a little bit guys how do you personally feel about AI as a negative or a positive or both? Like, for instance, I think the use of it in certain areas, like manufacturing and healthcare, are very, very beneficial. It's life, life-changing, life-saving in many instances. And the fact that they can be used to combat some of our biggest issues, like poverty and hunger, that's a, a huge benefit, and that should be explored, but within restriction. But I'm also heavily against it. Any use of military and certain other aspects that could displace jobs.
1: Everybody's seen the movie Stealth. <laughs> yeah, I have. The aircraft going haywire because yeah. of a lightning strike. <laughs> you
2: got the Matrix. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm iffy on the manufacturing aspect, primarily because you are taking away the jobs from people if you keep putting robots in those places.
2: Well, the, the, look at it this way. So we already have robots doing those jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Using the AI just to make that more efficient with the already existing technology is what I think would be is, is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, see, my my take on that is with manufacturing, especially things like cars and you know things that we use every day. Humans, as as much as I love us all, humans error. Machines don't.
2: They I do. mean, they do. They I definitely do. That's they why. Do
0: I... but they do but like what I'm saying is like you're more likely. I would trust a car built by a machine before I would trust a car built by somebody just because like it's done specific to specifics, as opposed to somebody who might well, be having a bad day and decide to cut a few corners. And uh, well, I tighten this uh, bolt good enough. And so it, I mean, like machines are going to do it the same way every time. Here, here's Each my one. counter to that. I will take a car built in the sixties the 50s
1: over anything built today because it's still more reliable than all the stuff built in
2: manufacturing lines today that's mostly because the cost cutting on on materials and stuff like that has nothing to do with
1: yeah
0: that that depends on the manufacturer you don't i i haven't seen a car built in the 50s that's made it over a million miles but i have seen somebody what was it it was either a volkswagen or a subaru or something like that they drove it over a million miles No, because
1: cars back then, people didn't take care of their cars like they do now. Now your car tells you when you need to go get an oil change and stuff instead of people paying attention to their cars, what it's telling them already. Uh, But I do agree with Widget on the healthcare because AI-controlled robots can do the really fine surgeries that humans just don't have the dexterity or the eyesight or anything to actually do as ai sits right now i no. do not trust it to predict diseases quickly because chat gpt will create fake court cases i'm just well, yeah it. you can <laughs> go
2: online all over the place and see all the messed up ai stuff that got glitched like especially the pictures some of them are hilarious how bad they are mm-hmm. it's nowhere like i said several times on the show we're nowhere near the high level ai that a lot of sci-fi is predicting and stuff like that. We still, we're getting there, but it's still a long way off. There's still a lot of room for error, and it makes it quite frequently. It's not perfect. And I, I wouldn't trust it with something that needs to be perfect right now, like surgery.
1: Yeah, It's I already actually...
0: used in a lot of surgeries, to be honest, though. I mean, there are a lot of surgeries done through robotics and AI.
2: Most of those are actually controlled by actual doctors on the control. Um, not so much... Just strictly AI controlled.
0: Some, um, yeah, some are, but I don't know. Uh, me personally, my personal feeling, I, 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 see where it has useful aspects, but AI scares the crap out of me. My on <laughs> I'm
1: actually in more in Archon's boat on this one, because there, there's just too many risks, too many drawbacks, and way too many
2: unknowns. Yes, to play a devil's advocate, I see the potential of AI in the usefulness in society, but it has to be done correctly. Do I trust the world to do it correctly? Absolutely not. Could we? Could I be surprised? I
1: could. Yeah, after a third world war after a third world war that nukes the planet like in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm bringing nerdiness into my nerdum into this.
2: Skynet Skynet, <laughs> goodness. Skynet, the yes. Matrix.
0: Actually
1: Suddenly we're close enough to Skynet.
2: We're really we're
0: closer, closer to Skynet
1: Gynet because of Elon Musk and his, uh, yeah, Elon Musk and his uh what's he call his Star-Links.
0: Neuralink his. Oh you're talk- you're talking uh, oh gosh, what are those? Can't remember Starlink. Starlink, so yeah. Yeah. So there, he's already starting
1: to go that direction with oh, putting on, all the, everything. Else.
2: That is a <laughs> wireless internet. Come on now. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what. It is.
2: <laughs> For third world countries that don't have internet, actually, it works pretty good in areas that don't have internet. Very good. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Now there is concerns about the satellites and how their their low orbit can cause some serious problems. Mm-hmm. Um, they could lose orbit, and you have something like that coming down at okay. uh, fifty thousand miles internet- an hour dependability is also a big issue because
0: like what would happen hypothetically okay so so what would happen if tomorrow the internet went out everywhere the world would go in chaos and And if we start relying if we start relying on ai and then something happens the world would just go in chaos like we we're getting too reliant on technology, wait, it's crazy. Wait, wait, and those doomsday
2: preppers and the survivalist experts will be like, "Yes, I you're
1: telling <laughs> me I'd actually have to call somebody on the phone to get something
0: delivered to my house. Uh, Landline? Would you? Yeah, would you even be able to call them on the phone? Like, no, no, because
1: all of them are now digital these days, so you yeah. can't actually.
0: Get... So it's like, I personally am guilty of like my wi-fi goes out or i start having issues with my wi-fi you will never see me start raging faster (laughs) i get so mad when my when the wi-fi goes out for some reason it's like what
2: is going on now you should hear um a couple times we had some issues with this internet recently it was i tried very hard not
0: not to chuckle still not completely fixed but man does it make me rage so like
2: Watching you
1: rage just when you have internet issues for our show. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. So like, I don't know. I we every time something new comes out, we all get dependent on it, and it's scary stuff, man. It's like a drug.
1: The scariest thing I've become dependent on is this device in my hand right now, my cell phone. I have become scarily dependent on it because a lot of people math.
2: have. And it's been causing a lot of accidents on the road and other social well, see, negatives. I don't,
0: t-
1: I don't really use it when I'm driving, except for I'll plug it into Android Auto, so it'll show me the map there, so I'm not having to pick up my phone and look at it, and I can yeah. do voice text that way. But um, no, I don't memorize phone numbers anymore. I have to, I store them on here. I don't sit there, and uh, I can still use a map and an atlas and figure out everything I need to figure out, but. Now I have uh, GPS. Google Maps and GPS. Yeah, I got my
0: GPS. I use my GPS
1: daily, nonstop. I actually need to go but, and get an Atlas for my truck since I like doing off-road adventures. That way, if I get lost, <laughs> I can get my butt back. I but still remember I,
0: the
2: days of having a, a I, book of maps just traveling across the country. Me
1: too. I, was the dad I watched kid. a video of a mother giving a map to a
0: kid and telling them to figure out how to get around town. Yeah. And mm-hmm. couldn't figure out how to read the map. <laughs> D- oh, yeah, I actually did a challenge not that long ago, where like uh, with with my wife, where we went, we we tried to see if we could go the whole day without our phone, and I
2: did it just fine. It's funny, is like, like the 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 best anti theft you can do for your car is make it a manual shift, manual transmission. <laughs> right?
0: I don't know how to drive a stick. I don't, I, I never learned.
2: Yeah, that was my first car. I never learned. I love it. It's actually thing. really easy.
1: The hardest part is timing it right to go into first gear without stalling out or squealing your tires.
2: <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I had uh, four cars. My first four cars were all manual shift. And I, I, I was rolling out to go out. automatic for a long time.
1: No, let's be, let's, be, let's be honest. If you want to really screw with people and keep things secret, just write in cursive.
2: I was going to say, uh, <laughs> write all your passwords and everything important in cursive. You can post it right on the south side of your front door and people would never... No, what dieselizer. is
0: the code you're using? <laughs> Where did you learn it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> they don't even teach it in school anymore, well, which is crazy. I did but. see a news article recently that there's a lot of schools cross country that are now starting to teach it again, mm-hmm. which is a good idea or a bad idea, depending on how you look at it.
1: Considering a lot of things our country, our, our country, I'm not sure about other countries, but the U.S., a lot of our historical documents were written in cursive, so you have to be able to read it to be able to understand it.
2: The original yeah. handwriting.
1: I, I think I think uh, this is so stereotypical of me. I think London still uses the old English stuff in there. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that fancy writing with old English uh, type on a computer, that I want to know how long it took them to write something like that.
2: A year old, seven beautiful. years, and four score.
0: AI did it in four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> AI did it
2: instantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They said, hey, AI, do this. And they're like, okay. (sighs) I think that's going to do it for our show. You guys have any last thoughts about this before we head out?
1: Skynet, here we come. (laughs) Actually, uh, Skynet is the least of a fear to me than uh, rogue AI like in iRobot. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, isn't that technically what Skynet was? They ended up making the Terminators, which ended up being rogue AIs that took over the world. I mean, same same situation. I mean, same situation, different movie, different star.
2: I'm not afraid of AI yet, but we'll see. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 11. And if you want to reach our show, you can reach us through our email, podcastsraw at gmail.com, all one word. You can follow us on Twitter, which is kind of a dying platform right now, but we're still on it. At Podcast mm-hmm. Raw, uh, Instagram is Instagram is Raw Podcasts One, or our just Discord search Raw Nerdy,
1: and our Discord is Discord. D Discord. slash Raw Podcasts.
2: Plural, not singular. Plural, plural. Don't you can follow edge. me on pretty much everything, um, Steam, and, uh, Xbox, and, uh, X, at the widget, W-I-G-I-T. You can follow me
1: on, uh, almost everything, at Tomcat213, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, now Instagram, and, uh, Facebook, if you go facebook.com slash Tomcat213, you'll find me. Uh, or, or the one that's the oddball is Steam. I am Rook213 and X, I'm at Rook213.
0: And you can find me at The TheArchon606.
2: Nice and easy. Thanks, everybody, or, for listening. Or or, or what?
0: Yeah, or, or, or on the video game platforms such as Steam, Xbox, I'm QuickD606. Quick underscore D underscore 606.
2: Yeah, on Elder Scrolls, I'm online. I'm even at the widget.
0: Yeah.
1: Tomcat so cool. 213 on Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I'm
2: the Archon 606. Thanks for listening everybody and have a fantastic nerdy week.
1: Y'all stay nerdy now, you
0: hear? <laughs> have a great week, guys. <laughs> <laughs>